This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is AMI Audio live with the hosts of Kelly and Company, Rami Amuth and Kelly McDonald, and uh, really having a wonderful time here in London, Ontario. Well, Rummy, uh, we're getting into the last quarter of the program, yeah. and uh, you've had a chance to walk around outside here as well. We, we know we've got uh, some special beacons in the place so that uh, using Blind Square, we can walk in and learn about the layout. But you outside found this a very accessible neighborhood. I did, actually. Uh, we've got intersections... I guess I'm, I'm, we're not really oriented yet, but what would you say, northwest of here? Uh, right where, where you're facing now is east. To my left is uh, north. To your yeah. uh, right is south. And I don't know what else you want okay, to know. You anyways. want to know west is back there, behind you. There's an you. intersection. There's a big window and an intersection <laughs> that is... Okay, go on. We're saying Queen and Richmond, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and um, that's a pretty busy intersection, I guess, when we were going out for lunch. But we've got the... Um, you know, the a- APS systems, the audible pedestrian signal, and we it just seems very accessible. Like, there's a ton of places around here. So it's right in the smack middle of downtown, so you got everything around here. We didn't have too much trouble finding food. Well, our, sure. No, and that for us is the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, much. Our next guest who's sitting around the table with us on our set, and, and we're going to get into a bit of a, a roundtable discussion here, because we've got lots of things we kind of want to throw at these ladies in the way of questions. Um, we're doing a special roundtable today. Joining us is Kathy Mason, Manager and Programming Development and Operations, CNIB Foundation, uh, Ontario West. I'm going to start with you, Kathy. And the okay. first question, tell us, first of all, what you do. What I do? Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, that's what we start with. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, really responsible for working with the program leads. I have a fabulous team. and They're the experts. Um, just um, helping them to guide them to some of the programs. They tell me what they want to do, and I say, okay, we have the money, or we don't have the money, <laughs> and we'll find the money, and um, let's make it happen. Oh, that's so, really good. So, yeah, I just, you know, manage the development of the programs and the operations being the grants, the funding, the United Ways, um, and doing anything that they need to be done. So just, yeah, just really managing great staff, kind of an easy job. When you got great stuff. <laughs> because they're, the, they're your arms going they out are. there, the tentacles yeah, that reach out. Exactly. Um, Marie-Claire Billick also joins us, and Rumi has been bugging your puppy. Uh, she is <laughs> a program <laughs> oh, um, for a peer support, CNIB Foundation Ontario West, and uh, we're going to talk about peer support programs. Um, but tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you got on board. Sure. Well, um, my what I do is I help set up peer support groups throughout Western Ontario. So all of the programs that the foundation offers are volunteer-led and staff-supported. So we recruit wonderful volunteers and train them and then really hand the reins over to them. So in the case of peer support, um, I've got pairs of volunteers throughout different communities in Western Ontario and they are trained to run support groups. Um, right now, we've especially got groups set up for people who are adjusting to vision loss. Mm-hmm. And they come in and they just journey together and learn about you know, all, the, all the emotions and such that they're going through. But also the resources and, the, and their path to recovery and, and, um, and rehabilitation 
and, and to know that they aren't doing it alone. So it's a wonderful program. I think it's so mm-hmm. important because alone, we, we just talked about isolation and different things that make people feel that way. I, you know, I look at, the, at this facility as we walked in today, and there's so many different possibilities. Marie Claire, you um, have vision loss, have all your life. I think you've had a, a different degrees. I think you could see a little bit at one point. Or That's right. right. So I, I, had, that I right? had full sight when I was, until I was eight, um, and then I have uh, had degenerative vision loss since that, that time. And at this point, I have some functional sight. I can see light and dark and shapes, but really um, I, you know, use a, a guide dog, use a uh, screen reader, JAWS, and um, try to do as much as I can with my eyes closed because my eyes really are quite sensitive and yes. achy at this point. I, I tell people it's like a, a fancy kind of gray that just settles in <laughs> and brightness. So yes. as a person who's been in this city, who has been in the situation, who is now working uh, under the foundation as part of CNIB. Um, we keep using the term today, game-changing on so many different levels, not just technology, but this opportunity you have to do peer support, to impart your wisdom, your experiences to people. How does this hub help you do that? Oh, I think it is a fantastic opportunity. Really, we can do so much when we come together, and I think this space, you know, the location, you guys were talking about how it's in an accessible neighborhood. That is not um, an accident. That was definitely something that we had on the radar when we were exploring different spaces. And, you know, London is a great community. It, it, it does take into uh, consideration accessible neighborhoods as it develops. Um, so, you know, bringing this space really into the heart of the community and then just opening the doors and... Um, ensuring that the space is welcoming and comfortable and accessible and has all of our needs in mind. Um, It's just a model and a showcase for what our communities can be like. And then from there, what we can, what we can do as, as people with sight loss, there's the sky's the limit for sure. Mm -hmm. And that idea of, you know, nothing really was accidental. Like everything was from the get go. You guys had so many ideas, so many plans, and now you're seeing it all flourish Uh, with this new space. Kathy, you showed us around and I was just in awe with all the incredible different, um, you know, concepts that this place has to offer. You know, a lot of things I saw at the Toronto hub as well, but some differences from this hub and that one. How does it feel like now that it's all really come together and you're having the open house and people are checking it out? Is it everything that you guys plan for? Yeah, and more. I would say it's, it's awesome to be part of something brand new. Um, and I, you know, say when I started with CNIB 24 years ago, I was a seniors worker and we were doing programming, we were doing support groups. So to see it come back to what, like full circle to what people have been asking for for 24 years, this is your space. It's your space to use. Let us know what you want to see um, and we'll help you make it happen. Kathy Howe and, and Marie Claire, weigh in on this too, please. In my mind, each hub will learn from the one before yep. the others around. And if you really want to be kind of puff everybody across Canada, puff your chest up, each mm-hmm. one that opens yep. will have qualities. I almost want to say this, the goal is to strive to be better than the last one. Not in a competition way. We're still the best. Just progress. Yeah. <laughs> right? We say London has the best hub because we think we do. Yeah, um, it's, yeah we, we learned from Toronto. Toronto has been fabulous. 
um, with helping. I always say, okay, i got to make a big sister call, and I'm calling the GTA hub <laughs> to say, you know, we're, we're thinking about this. How did you problem solve this? What are, what are some of the things that you would recommend that, that we did? So really taking in the community itself and what the needs are um, in the area that we heard from clients. So they want a separate meeting space where they can shut the door if it's a support group. But also that big open space where we can have the descriptive video movie nights and, you know, yoga. And I've been hearing all kinds of wild things come flying today. So I'm uh, really excited to help people make that happen. Get some blinds on the window just for safety for all these exciting things. (laughs) Marie Claire, how about your thoughts of the delivery, uh, delivering to the community and giving people what they want to feel that this space is um, guaranteed to do that at this, you know, stage in it? Well, sure. The space has certainly been designed with, with so many things taken into consideration. I think really the spark that's going to bring it to life, though, is the people. So um, we are, uh, as I said, like uh, staff supported and volunteer led. So um, it really, it's up to us at this point now to really start engaging people and inviting them to to bring their dreams to life. We're here to support that and facilitate that. Um, You know, whether it's low vision people leading the groups or perhaps sighted folks from the community who have something that they love to do and they want to share with the blind or low vision community. There are just um, sort of endless opportunities Mm -hmm. to come together um, and learn from one another. Um, You know, nothing happens unless until something moves. That's what Albert Einstein said. Nothing happens until something moves. <laughs> so uh, we're the same way, you know, it, yep. it, it, we got to bring the space to life. And I think from what we saw today, um, the momentum is, is there and it's, it's going to happen. We talk about the blind community being one of the weaker communities in a way of advocacy, banding together, and that doesn't have to mean for advocacy, but just being around each other. We see so, so much strength in some of the other disabled communities what are your thoughts, ladies, when it comes out? I'll start with you, Kathy. Yeah, um, I, w- I would have to agree with you that um, in my 24 years with CNIB, it's been one of the areas, advocacy has been the area that needed just people banding together, coming together as a group and saying, this is what we need. This is what's going to work. This is what's going to make something better. So... Um, having the space and having the ability to have people come in and we have a program lead for advocacy that is working with people and the different things they would like to see. Um, Some of the things need to change. Some of the things need to be modified. But yeah, no, I agree that um, that has been one thing that I say we we really need. And to add to that, um, I think one of the reasons perhaps that we haven't had a strong advocacy Um, voice, um, one of many reasons perhaps, is that vision loss affects uh, people at different ages Mm -hmm. and stages and in different ways. And so we have, yeah, we have people who experience themselves and perceive themselves in so many different ways that it's perhaps hard to kind of gather around, um, you know, one identity in a right. sense, mm-hmm. but I think that, um, and other things to focus it, on when you, yeah. when you have that. Yes. Yeah. Happen to you. But I, I think that, um, our society in general is becoming more, um, 
just more accepting, you know, with mental health and gender issues and all that kind of stuff. And people are recognizing sort of that we aren't all the same. We don't all fit into the same mold, but we can come together and we can um, support one another and, and still find common goals, even though we're individuals. So I think it's a larger society thing that we're, we're becoming more accepting and, and, but then we can come together in our differences and still make a difference like, and focus, you know, on, on this, that, or the other thing. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a great time in, in our community, in our, you know, the 100th, you know, celebration that we're moving into our second century. And I think we're ready to, you know, come together. Yeah. I would say the same thing. You know, we've come to that point. Let's make it happen. Be overwhelming. Be yeah. just say, hey, this is what mm-hmm. we're doing. Yep. Um, see our good friend Rob Nevin roaming around in here from Blind Square, mm-hmm. and I kind of know a little something that I don't know how much you guys can say or will get into. I will say it this way: in Toronto, they're making the most accessible neighborhood in the world. Would that possibly ever, conceivably, have we thought as we talked about outside this facility, happen in this neighborhood? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I heard the most accessible neighborhood in the world was going to be in, in downtown London, London Ontario. So. Oh, 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 Ramya, there'll be a field trip from Toronto out here in no time. No kidding. Big sister call is coming up soon. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, anything you guys can share with us in the last few minutes with us about that? Um, we've already got some, some work going on in the background. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. We, stand by, stay yeah, tuned. Stand by, stay tuned. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, we will definitely mirror or exceed our Toronto partners. Rummy, look at that. Rummy is right. like that little bug that's going to be flying back to Toronto later. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's hilarious. London, right? As we've just <laughs> talked about all this on air nationally. Uh, in closing, ladies, I would like a word from, from each of you as we wrap up this roundtable. Spirit, feeling, anything you want to express right now on this really special day for London uh, and, of course, the, so the uh, West region. And mm-hmm. really, what can we expect that you want to say out here now for everyone to call it on out there? I think it's blue sky thinking. Let's get the blue sky thinking going, and we're going to help each other to make it happen. Marie Claire. Awesome. I would say to add to that, this is our space. Mm-hmm. It's our space, yep. and uh, let's be a family and you know, support one another and have fun doing it. I love that. I feel in the air the change uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to the community, when it comes to the excitement around, and that, that exactly as you say, a family. Uh, Rumi, do you have anything you want to roll in here? I just, I love this space. Um, as soon as I walked in here, I just felt the spirit, the really great vibes. And, um, you know, walking around with Kathy earlier around the space and all the things that it has to offer. Like I said, some similarities with the Toronto Hub, uh, some differences. Definitely just a bright environment. I'm not just talking about the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And everything taken into account is what I like. You're yeah, thinking nice. about as much as possible, yet understanding we're not here to roll out the most perfect. Pretty well, I know, I know. But we are also willing to, you know what, maybe we need to move that over there. Oh, maybe we yeah, need to change sure. that. And maybe Kelly shouldn't yeah. be there playing around with the doggy bar <laughs> Actually, over there. Actually, that's a great point. It's <laughs> very flexible in there. here. Yeah. Yeah. We can move everything yeah. out of the way to open the space right up. We can bring tables over. We can, yeah, it really, yeah. like Marie Claire says, it's your space. And we can, you know, make it what you need it to make as long as we're looking at safety. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I welcome everybody. Please come down. Please check it out. And please share your ideas and your wishes and those dreams with us. Um, and, you know, as our 
your new logo says, we have bold dreams and such a bright future. And I think everyone. that extends itself to what work the foundation team has been doing and teams around that have been assembled that let's try something. If it doesn't work that well, let's tweak it and that's okay. And I think for all of us, yeah. It's a learning curve anyway. And we're a part of the tweaking and it being okay to start over or to change something or do something different. Um, Kathy Mason, Marie Claire Billick joining us here as we are at the Hub in London, Ontario. Congratulations to you guys, the team, CNIB overall for this tremendous launch today. I want to thank everyone in London for their support. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back at this AMI-audio live production. We're going to wrap the show up and say a few final words right here from downtown London, Ontario. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Shaun of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.